Well, one of the big questions for retirees deals with Social Security, right? It's a big piece of income for almost every retiree. But the big question is, is the program and the benefit going broke? We hear the, we read the headlines, we hear the news, but what is the truth? We're going to try to drill into that today with John Stillman here on Mr. Stillman's Opus. Well, glad to have you on the show, John. I know this is a question that uh, you don't have to even be close to retirement. I think anybody that's working right now and and, and paying into Social Security is probably asking this question. I get asked more than once a week, for sure, uh, about the solvency of the Social Security system. So, yeah, it's something that weighs on the minds of a lot of folks. It is. It is a popular uh, type of headline in clickbait media to talk about Social Security going broke. Yeah, even beyond headlines, right? It's a big campaign slogan for a lot of people, right? Yeah, for sure. Platform that people are always running on. So we're going to talk through it a little bit today, uh, what you need to know, how concerned should you be, and and really how do you factor in or what do you do on the income planning side of things if you are worried about Social Security. So it should be a good show. Again, if you have questions for John as we go through this or want to work on your income plan or whatever your retirement planning needs are, you can get on John's calendar by just going to meetwithjohn.com. So, I mean, John, I guess the first question is, is it going broke? I mean, I know that's the main thing we're heading on. And we'll, we'll get into this a little bit more detailed. But am I, should I be concerned as a 40-something-year-old person um, that I'm not going to have any money waiting for me? All right. So this is obviously not a visual medium that we're participating in here. This is audio only. So we're going to have to get creative with how we start picturing what's going on here. So I'm going to have you draw some shapes. You have something to write with, Ben? I do, yep. All right, so we're going to have you draw some shapes. So okay. first, I want you to draw a triangle. All right. Just a regular roll, like a pyramid. Got that. Just a triangle. All right, so in most populations, this is kind of what the age distribution looks like in the population. So look at the bottom of that pyramid. Okay. That's the people that are babies, right? Like under the age of five, you have a lot of people at that age. Mm -hmm. And then as you get older, you have fewer and fewer people at that age. You have less 50 year olds than you have 40 year olds and you have less 60 year olds than you have 50 year olds and so on. And that's why when we get to the very top of the pyramid, we have just a few people that are like a hundred or more, but we have millions and millions of people that were just born. Right. Right. So that's a, that's what a normal population would look like is that pyramid. So if you think about the way social security is designed, you have all these people at the bottom of the pyramid that make up the biggest part of the population. Well, they're all working and earning paychecks and they're paying into social security through their paychecks. And then you have this little sliver of people up at the top of the pyramid, the skinnier part of the triangle. So it's just, it's a smaller part of the population. They're the ones that are pulling money out of the system. Okay. When Social Security was first set up, that's how it was designed. You had just a few people pulling money out and a lot of people pouring money into it. Mm -hmm. And so for decades and decades, when we had this normal pyramid that represented our population, we were building up a trust fund. So we always had more money going into it than we had being pulled out. And so we're building that. That money's not going to anything else. It's just building up in the Social Security trust fund, like a savings account. And so for years and years and years, we were continually increasing the trust fund until it got up to about $3 trillion. So we did that for a long time, from like the 30s when it started until 
just a couple of years ago. Yeah. All right, so that, that's our pyramid. Okay. And you can see how Social Security has worked fine. Like a lot of people just envision this trust fund and they think Social Security is being paid out of that. That's not what's happening. The trust fund has only been added to. And all those Social Security checks that retirees are getting are just people paying into the system and then it's coming right back out. And the excess goes in the trust fund. Okay. Okay. So now beside your pyramid, I want you to draw more like an hourglass, like a woman's figure type of hourglass. Got it. I'm on it. Thicker at the top and the bottom, skinnier in the middle. Okay. All right. Compare this to our pyramid. That's what our population in America looks like now. Mm. We have this bigger age group of people at the top and we have this bigger age group of people at the bottom. But right here in the middle, essentially Generation X, right here in the middle, it's a lower number of people. Yeah. The reason for that is because we had a really low fertility rate in the late 70s. So there just aren't that many people that are at the age in life where they're in their prime earning years and are paying into the system. So again, that hourglass, it's fatter at the top. That's all the baby boomers that are pulling money out. And it's fatter at the bottom. That's everybody that's like under 20 right now that mm-hmm. like don't really have jobs and aren't paying into the system. So the sheer number of people paying into the system is just not enough to offset all of the baby boomers that are pulling money out. So that's where we find ourselves. And so now that $3 trillion that we were talking about in the trust fund, we're now dipping into the trust fund in order to supplement the fact that there's not enough money coming into the system to make up for what's going out. Gotcha. You following? Yeah, not a position you want to be in. Yeah. So people see headlines about like, well, you know, we're, we're dipping into the trust fund. The trust fund is going to be broke by 2032, yada, yada. Yeah. All right. So what that means is, yes, we will have drained the $3 trillion in the trust fund by 2032 at the rate that we're going. That doesn't mean that Social Security goes away. That just means that we've lost our way to supplement the fact that the people paying in aren't paying in enough to offset the people that are pulling out. Well, think about what's going to happen between now and 2032. A lot of baby boomers are going to die off. So a lot of people who are receiving checks now are going to stop receiving checks. And then we're going to have a lot of people at the, the fat part of our hourglass down here at the bottom. Yeah. Who are going to age into working. So they're going to be paying into the system. So it doesn't seem like, if you look at the projections a little more closely, we're not going to be pulling out so heavily from the trust fund every single year. Like there will be ebbs and flows to it. And certainly, yes, we're going to need the, the trust fund to supplement, but it's not going to be this just straight falling off a cliff. And one day the trust funds up, it's gone. And sorry guys, no more retirement checks. Now that's, that's not how it's going to happen. What they're going to have to figure out is for some number of years, they're going to have to figure out how to re replenish that trust fund. Historically, it was always from the excesses of people paying into social security. Without those excesses, we have to figure out where to pull the money from, but it's not something they have to add money to forever. We just have to get through this era of baby boomers pulling out of the system because once the baby boomer generation is entirely gone, now the gen Xers are retired. Now, now think about that hourglass you just drew. Mm -hmm. Now chop off the top third of it. Right. And now we've got a skinnier part with a fatter part at the bottom. Now we look a lot more like that original pyramid that you just drew. Yeah, much closer. And so the problem kind of corrects itself 
in about 25 or 30 years. And then we're going to have a cyclical problem again down the road because right now we're back to another low fertility rate. Hmm. So once the current babies are 40, we're going to have this issue again. We're going to have this pinch where we've got millennials pulling money out of the system and Gen Zers, there's not enough of them to pay in, right? So like we're going to have this issue again, but it's a cyclical problem. It's not a steady, it's going to get worse and worse every single year problem. So some politicians are going to have to figure out how to solve this problem in the short term and figure out how to cover that shortfall in social security. But I'm not worried about it for a couple of reasons. One, politicians are terrible at a lot of things. They're really good at staying elected. (laughs) So they're going to figure out how to do this without cutting retirement paychecks. Like they know who votes. They're not going to reduce income for 67 year olds. That would be political suicide. They'll figure it out for that reason. However, as you referenced earlier, Ben, they like it as a campaign issue. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to solve the problem until they absolutely have to because they can use it as a campaign issue in the meantime. Kind of like the debt ceiling we've seen this summer, right? A whole lot like <laughs> the debt ceiling. So all that to say, is, is the trust fund getting drained? Yes, that is correct. Are the projections that the trust fund will be empty by 2032? Is that accurate? That is what the projections are. That doesn't mean that social security is going broke. It just means we have to make some changes to it. And there are a dozen different little tweaks you could make that, you know, no one change is going to be significantly noticed by anybody. Like you could raise the payroll tax a little bit. Um, You could inject some other cash into the trust fund. You could maybe do a means tested social security benefit. So like if you're making $200,000 as a retirement income from all your various sources, maybe we're going to cut your social security a little bit. I mean, that's, that's possible. Those people aren't going to notice it as much. None of those things are ideal, but they are all ways to address the problem that aren't going to cripple anybody. So the main message is I don't want people getting to age 62, which is the first time, the, the youngest age that you can start your social security. And they've heard all this stuff about, well, it's going to go broke. And they said, well, I got to start my benefit at 62 right. so that I can get some money out before it all blows up. Well, starting it at 62 may or may not be the best thing for you. So don't let the salacious headlines seduce you into making a bad decision. Because it really doesn't, it sounds like, just based on what you said, that it doesn't really change the year approach to planning, right? I mean, you, you take what you have to work with right now, which is still in place, and until changes are made, you still have the same discussions about when to claim Social Security for everyone on an individual basis. Yeah, there's no magic age. It all really depends on your tax plan as much as anything. With the way we do the planning, it depends on your tax picture as much as it does your income needs. I have people who they might retire at 65 or 66. We're not going to start their social security until 70 because they have so much money in IRAs that we actually want to draw down some of that IRA money, get the taxes paid and done and out of the way, whittle down that tax time bomb a little bit before we turn on their social security. There are other people who we start their social security, you know, the month they retire, their paycheck at work goes away and it's replaced or at least partially replaced the next month by social security. That happens a lot. In a few cases, we might have people that are still working at 68 and we're actually going to go ahead and start their social security now while they still have a paycheck because we want a little bit of extra income to maybe get the house paid off before they retire. So it could go any direction. You need a plan that works for you. All right. Well, I kind of answered the question. No, social security is most likely not going broke. Changes will probably need to be made at some point along the way, but 
no need to rush out and try to claim your benefits as soon as possible now, or just expect, hey, there's nothing going to be there waiting for me when I uh, retire, whatever year that is. So good to clear that up, John. It does make a lot more sense. And I like the uh, the pyramid versus hourglass. I know I've heard of the pyramid scheme, but never an hourglass scheme. So it makes sense to why that's not working very yeah. well right now. This is a different pyramid scheme, <laughs> but I guess it is still a pyramid scheme. <laughs> Technically. All right. Well, we appreciate it, John. As always, if you want to sit down and talk about Social Security, plan yours out and look at your tax picture for retirement as well. Meetwithjohn.com is the website to get on John's calendar. You can find everything online as well at rosewoodwealthmanagement.com. All right, very good, John. I know uh, this is a big topic. I'm glad we discussed it a little bit more, and I feel a little bit better about uh, my future. So thank you. Hey, always happy to help. Carolina Wealth Stewards Doing Business as Rosewood Wealth Management is a registered investment advisor in the state of North Carolina. The material presented is intended to be general information and should not be construed by any consumer as the rendering of personalized investment advice.